We are live from Zoholics 19 in Austin, Texas. I'm Brent Leary. She is Anita Campbell, publisher of Small Business Trends. Hello. And right in between is the man of the hour, Sridhar Vimbu. Hello. The founder, co-founder, and CEO of Zoho. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for doing this live stream. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy to have you. And what's really cool about this is we may ask you one or two questions, but really the bulk of the questions are going to be coming from the small biz trends community, also the biz sugar community. Yes. I hear they ask only the tough questions. <laughs> yes, there are lots of tough questions already here. <laughs> so once again, uh, we're going to spend maybe the next 30 minutes or so, maybe a little longer depending on how the questions are coming in. Basically doing the AMA, the ask Actually, it's the A-H-A, it's Ask Him Anything. <laughs> so if you do have questions for Schroeder, uh, we already had some people send them in previously, but we also want to get some live questions coming in because maybe you have a, a follow-up to a question we ask. So this is your opportunity to, to get a little uh, in-depth maybe, ask uh, mm -hmm. some questions that you've always wanted to ask a CEO of a very successful software company. Uh, so maybe, I know Anita, you have uh, maybe a question we could kick it off with. Well, sure. Uh, the first question is, if you had to do it all over again, would you do it? Would you start Zoho and all the companies? Yeah, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it. But today's circumstance, I mean, the opportunities could be different. So I will look for what the opportunity is. And, but I'd still do it. I'd still build a company similar to it. The focal area might be different area of technology, but I'd still be in technology, I assume. <laughs> and, and so what would you change? That's the follow-up question. What would be different? Well, if I were to do it all over again, I'll probably go into a vertical like healthcare where there's a lot of inefficiencies. I mean, in general, there's an entrepreneurial rule, which is whenever there is an inefficiency, an obvious market inefficiency, there's an opportunity for someone to come and address that, fix that. So that's actually what we are doing with enterprise software, where there's clearly we see an inefficiency and we are addressing that. So, and I see you know, inefficiency in healthcare, so that's what I would hope to fix, so. I wanna ask one quick question before we open it up. Uh, you have a quote, actually Vijay said it during his uh, session, but he was quoting you. Mm -hmm. You said that Zoho is good at leaving money on the table. Yes. Um, why is that a good thing? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds unusual, right? And I actually learned this lesson early on that, and this is, other people have said this, that you don't want to be short-term greedy in this. And that's what leaving money on the table really means, that if you really take care of the customer and you treat them right and you leave money on the table, they stay with you long-term, in the end, they end up actually paying you more over the long haul, particularly in our business, SaaS business, your lifetime value, I mean, the the... the the, the length of time, period of time that the customer stays with you is extremely critical. How do you retain a customer? By leaving money on the table is one example and taking care of them well. So, Interesting. <laughs> you want to? Yeah. So actually, this is my question. <laughs> so I thought everybody would be interested in this. Here at Zoholics, uh, the annual user conference, there was a slide when uh, Siridar was talking and it showed some goats. So tell us all about the goats. We want to hear something personal about you. Yeah, actually, I when we bought our uh, home, which is a five-acre ranch, I mean, outside of Pleasanton, 
the goats actually originally came <laughs> with that ranch. Wait a minute. So the, the five acres and they threw in the goats as part of the deal? As part of the deal. I mean, they were downsizing to a smaller home in retirement and, you know, they asked, what, what, what do we do with the goats? I said, oh, I'll be happy to keep it. So I actually, you know, the first time I owned goats, even though I grew up in a village in India, I had a lot of background in a village, so I know farm animals, I knew cows and all of that, but I, so I thought it would be fun to have goats around. Actually, it proved to be a blast. All the kids who visit loved it. I mean, it's like a little you know, expedition for them. <laughs> I loved it. I actually, you know, spent lots of time with them, you know, playing with them. So, and uh, then it kind of grew on us. And it also, there was like a one acre, like fenced area where they took care of the grass, which in that part where you have to keep the grass cut. So when the goats take care of it automatically, so they also served a valuable function. <laughs> right. And nice thing about goats is they're actually friendly and Low maintenance, in a way. <laughs> Easy to care for. So. Making me want some goats now. Because <laughs> they eat anything, right? Yeah, they eat anything. Actually, they eat everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, Zoho One. We've heard a lot about that over the past year. And it's a, it's a great deal. You might describe what that is and then follow up to answer this question. Is the Zoho One model a success yet? Absolutely. I mean, in this very event, we have maybe about 30, 40% of the customers are Zoho One customers. And lots of other customers now have expressed interest in moving to Zoho One. In fact, actually, once a customer comes into Zoho and then they discover Zoho One, they actually fight the fight internally to move everything to Zoho One. Mm. In fact, a lot of customers asked us, how do I champion Zoho One in my organization? How do you help me? Champion this because it's so good and I want to spread this. Yeah. Ah. So it is, you know, we are seeing, and also Zoho One actually has a, a growth engine where it's it has this negative churn. I mean, meaning that normally churn is you lose revenue, a little bit of revenue. Zoho One is, has negative churn. That means that actually our existing customers keep adding more and more seats to it. They see incredible value, so they add more and more divisions, more employees into this all the time. So we are, we are seeing tremendous growth from Zoho One. And so if you would, just for those who don't know what Zoho One really means, just it, describe what that is and, and what's so unique about it, I think. Zoho One is all of our 40 plus, I guess 45 now, suite of applications, all of the mobile apps provided in one bundle, unlicensed at a very affordable, extremely affordable $30 per month per employee model. So it's every employee in the business. All applications they have access, any and all, the, the uh, company can, of course, you know, provide employees have access to which app, but that is their choice. And so this takes out a lot of the pain point of software licensing, all of that. Now the organization decides who needs which application and then they can provide them access. And all of them are well integrated and with increasing amount of integration going on all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so we have a question here from Abraham Jenkins. He is the CEO of launchpadco.com, and he says, we are a SaaS company in the public sector, higher ed, and nonprofit space, uh, with over 75 cities using uh, across 11 states using our applications. What is Zoho's presence in the U.S. public sector, and are there opportunities to partner? Yeah. We actually have a, a, a public sector presence. We have a lot of state and city governments using us now. 
on the federal level, we are actually uh, going into it, and, and not in a big way yet, but that's something that is in the works. But a lot of the city and the state level, we have penetration now. And but definitely, this is something that we would like to partner uh, with someone with a much more federal background as well. So. Yeah, that's good. Now, Brent, I know you have a question you're dying to ask uh, because you ask it all the time about uh, VCs uh -oh. and VC money. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always, you know, the Silicon Valley kind of progression for a, a tech business in particular is they start, a lot of them raise money, and then at some point in time, they decide they want to go public. That doesn't seem to be your way of thinking, but do you ever foresee is there any scenario that you could see either raising money or possibly going public first of all i want to make it clear i'm not actually a anti-vcr against vcr any such thing it's just a preference because if you don't need money generally you shouldn't take it that's that's advice a lot of people who have taken money will give you in fact a uh, lot of the entrepreneurs who have raised a lot of money often when i meet them they say hey we knew you guys actually you didn't have to take money. That's mm -hmm. actually a good thing. So if you don't need to take money, don't take it. That's the advice. And in our case, we don't need to raise money. We already could go public. Mm -hmm. We have excellent financials. So which means we pretty much rules out any VC in the future as well. As to should you raise or not, it is actually a very personal question about what your preferences are, what you want to do with the company, all of those. I prefer the freedom that comes with the not taking outside money, then it allows us to change course, allows us to do, you know, unusual things. A lot of things we have done today, even the Zoho One Suite, is unusual, unusually ambitious. I mean, in terms mm -hmm. of the product depth and breadth, I don't know that uh, VC would have permitted the amount of experimentation, the risk taking required for this. But of course, there is a risk bounding here, which is that we had to pay for it ourselves. So it's insanely ambitious at one level. But another level, the fact that we had to pay for it also kept us grounded in a way. But if somebody gave us like billions of dollars, maybe we would have had the discipline. Mm. So there is that aspect too. So it really ultimately comes down to what are you looking to do with your company and what, why, are you, why are you starting the company in the first place? I valued freedom more than the money. So, Man, that says a lot. Matter of fact, in your opening keynote, you use that same term, insanely ambitious. Yeah. Well, you said you're either crazy or insanely <laughs> ambitious. And I tweeted that out, and that got like 60 retweets and all sorts of, so people are really fascinated by that. It, it is, it is in a way. And the fact that we have pulled it off and Zoho One works and it has now, you know, about 20,000 organizations using it already, that's, no, to me, that the validation, tremendous validation of that vision Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's our fastest growing product right now in our mm -hmm. portfolio. Right. All right. So well, someone wants to know, what would you say is the biggest threat to your vision for Zoho and the role in helping small businesses? Yeah. Always, I'd say the biggest threat to any company is ultimately itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People over, you know, I actually, I long, ago, long ago, I actually blogged this thought. I said... Companies don't get killed by competition. They commit suicide. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, it's true for every company. And that's, so I remind myself of that too. So the biggest risk is that we go off course, we lose our culture, we lose our values, we forget our customers. Those are the 
biggest risk. And that's true for any company. Yeah. So, Do we have... Uh... Uh, do we still have the opportunity to, to actually maybe hear somebody ask? No, just keep going with what we're All going. Right. Okay, just wanted to check. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing this person's name correctly. If I garble your name, uh, Bernard Gerard, what do you do when you are faced with a difficult problem to solve? Yeah, it's uh, the most difficult problems that I have found involved interpersonal conflicts of one kind or the other. And, you know, it could be internally. I mean, obviously, we are a large company. We have differing opinions. Often uh, those could become conflicts. And ultimately, those are the most difficult ones. And I first acknowledge the, in the, that there's no magic wand. I don't have any special powers to solve these problems. <laughs> and I, I don't believe anybody does. Hmm. So I tell the parties often involved that, look, I don't have any you know, magic wand I can wave to, to make you work together or make you, you know, resolve this conflict. But all I can say is that keep in mind the bigger purpose. Why are we here? And if you keep reminding yourself that, maybe you will find a way to resolve this. Hmm. And often that works out. Or sometimes people think I'm just, you know, it's a cop-out on my part not to resolve a problem. But I have found that there's no easy way to solve a lot of these issues. So those are the hardest ones. <laughs> but usually my approach has worked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well Bernard, we're, we're going to give you a twofer. You have a follow-up question. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> what are the emotional reasons a person would want to use Zoho? That's a, that's a really that's fascinating a question. question. Yeah. yeah it's, it's an interesting question. Yeah. I, you know, yes. And that's, in fact, it, it addresses a, a you know, particular thing I often talk about. We provide software. I mean, ultimately, it's a piece of technology. It's a tool, right? But I also, we also describe it as our life's work. Right. So that's not a technology statement. That <laughs> life's work, that has a different meaning. It's not just, you know. And I actually believe that all of us, we should think of our work. There has to be a purpose to it. And therefore, there is a life's work aspect to it. And if you think of it that way, then you, as a customer of us, we want to empower you to do your life's work using our life's work. Right. So that is the emotion that I want to bring to this. And there is an emotion, and it goes beyond, I mean, just merely the material realm. It goes into the inner psychic reason that we use these things. Uh -huh. we, we, we have to have that connection. So. Yeah, use our life's work to do your life's, life's work. work. I yeah. love that. That's, 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 what, that's there in our homepage. Yeah. That's there in our homepage. <laughs> All right. Well, we were we were kind of um, smiling earlier, Brent and I, because we had there was a question. And we're gonna. I know you're gonna have some fun with this, Sridhar. <laughs> um, and and the question is, which I don't know if it's true. I don't think it is true, but we'll have you answer. Is it true that Zoho does not like to hire people with college degrees? Is that true? Well. I have a PhD. <laughs> I should fire myself. That's true. <laughs> For the record, about 80% of our employees do have a college degree. I mean, 85, I think. But 15% of our employees don't. And we are proud of them. So the, you know, what, I'm, I'm, I'm not against people with a college degree. I'm against credentialism. There's a difference here. The difference is I'm against the idea that, see, that went off. No. Oh, okay. 
most most jobs certainly every job in our company almost every job does not require a formal credential a formal degree or a certificate from some external authority it's essentially that we create we can create the talent and this is true for most employers most jobs there may be you know if you are going to be a surgeon yes there is a credentialing all that requirement but most jobs are not that i mean software jobs are not that a ceo job is not that mm. i mean there's so many famous ceos who never had a degree so which means that then why do we require these credentials why do we essentially uh, force young people i mean force is the word i use to go to college take on debt to earn the credential when employers in most cases do not need the credential mm. so that is my argument this doesn't mean that we want to discriminate against people who have gone to college and got the degree we actually still hire i mean still majority of our hiring is people with the college degree because that's who that's available in the market but we want to make a difference to those people who either don't want to go to college or may not be able to afford to go to college or don't want to take on the debt we want to create that alternative so that is our zoe yeah. university program and that's what we stress so. and you're bringing that to austin too yes right? we are bringing that to austin now that is now about 600 or 700 of our employees about about 15% almost now of our engineering staff they don't have a college degree mm. and we are bringing that to austin and we are expanding the mission now from marketing to sales to support a lot of jobs we are going to create the talent by internally training and we are going to invest in them that means that we when we do this we actually provide a stipend it's not just that they come and, and learn we also pay them to learn mm. because that you know actually there is an accountability in the learner when you right. do that so we believe that we passionately believe in this model we believe every employer should do this then this whole college debt crisis a lot of this automatically gets solved i want to lob one in if you don't mind yeah um you've done all right most people may not know that you guys have been around for like 23 years you started under a different name but you've yeah. been around for 23 years you do a lot of stuff what one thing do you wish you may have done differently <laughs> over those years? Because you've done a lot of good things, a lot of things that have worked, but what one thing would you have liked to have a do-over? Yeah. In the, I mean, we probably would have gotten to the cloud sooner, mm -hmm. if anything. I mean, we launched our first products in 2005, 4, 5 in the cloud. And until then, we were doing on-premise products right. before. Those things still sell well, actually, for us. Those mm. still are still making money, and they're doing very well, or managing division. But I would have gotten to the cloud sooner. Mm. So that's probably one thing if I do over. And I actually, we had, we were tying around with these ideas as early as 99, 2000, wow. really. But then this whole bust intervened, yeah. and it threw us off course. Like, it threw a lot of companies I off course. I remember, yeah. You remember yeah. that, 99, 2000. But we survived it. But the casualty, one of the, the price we paid was our cloud initiatives got derailed a little bit. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I want to get back to the um, to Zoho University. You mm -hmm. mentioned that in uh, just a few minutes ago, and some people may not know exactly what that is. And it, it's a pretty amazing program. I mean, it's so so really you are committed to people having knowledge yeah. and the right skills to work in the company. So much so that you actually created this whole, yeah. it's a formal program, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. It, uh, let's step back a little bit. I, the way, see, the fundamental challenge of any company really today, and particularly in today's world, how do you create the talent? How do you nurture the talent? 
how do you keep the talent how do you empower the talent hmm. these are the fundamental issues facing any company yeah. because the particular business ultimately depends on the human the talent pool that you have i mean it's, that's all there is to it yeah. the physical capital the buildings the computers all that actually don't matter the human beings are far more valuable to any organization than any of those physical assets mm. so that really means that companies organizations have to find ways to create talent that's my belief and zoho university is a talent creation program not just talent finding program which means that we take in these uh, high school graduates mm. or the equivalent of like community college graduates and then put them through our own rigorous hands on training and critically this thing runs within our own office premises so that they are surrounded by other employees who are doing their regular day to day jobs that means that these students who are in training also get to see the context of a company around and how people make a living mm-hmm. that's by itself there is an osmosis process there is an education going on there's something being taught formally taught in the classroom setting in the lab setting and then there is all this osmosis going on across in you know, a so over the air so to speak mm-hmm. and the transmission in the end about an one to one and a half years they become ready mm-hmm. and then we induct them as apprentice uh, uh, apprentice employees and then within about 6 to 6 months to one year depending on the the particular discipline all of that particular team they become regular employees so somebody with a high school diploma within about 2 years maybe 2 and a half could become a regular employee mm. during the time they would have gotten paid a stipend which also goes up when they become apprentices and when they become regular employees they get a regular paycheck so that's the thing and so they avoid debt entirely the whole education is on us and then there is a job and of course they have to complete it they have to go through the whole program rigorous program most of them do our attrition rate is maybe about 5% mm. but we actually this year we are taking about 150 students like that from high schools and the uh, and the community college equivalent and then they go through this are there and any are opening this in Austin yeah and when when will the first class of Zoho University be open in Austin Texas <laughs> yeah. real soon i hope because we just actually took a larger space we hope to dedicate some space we'll probably start small with maybe 5 to 10 students and then expand as we go and our goal is a lot of our requirements should be coming from zoho university that is our goal long term so. and one other question is there a way how do people apply for zoho university do they have to know someone or is there like a place online they apply we, or what is that typically we go to in austin we'll go to the nearby schools and uh, community colleges and the like that's maybe our first sort of line of attack there mm-hmm. and then we are also going to put up web pages we actually have a zoho university web page and uh, where you can actually mm-hmm. apply online but a lot of it is coming from the nearby wherever we are because we want the we want it to be even for the student an easy adjustment process over time we'll expand this as we grow so are there any age uh, limits cuz you know maybe somebody a little older than a high school might be interested in this that's something <laughs> somebody that like me i'll <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad to get paid to go to school <laughs> learn a trade yeah, it's actually uh, it's something that we are are uh, debating that because oh. it's going to be a mixed class right a lot of the high school grads will be there then someone yeah. older we have to think through this but yes in principle that should be possible because we we also see actually there's another thing that I'm passionate about it's a topic that I actually haven't talked about much we mm-hmm. actually see uh, a world coming where a lot of older workers even post maybe their 
kind of type one, but they're still active, they're physically active, they can do still work. We actually want to tap those skills now because yeah. the reason is we have a major demographic bust coming worldwide. I mean, Japan is already there. The bust is already there. Mm. Every year the population is declining mm. now, half a million or so. And it's coming everywhere. Yeah. It's the birth rates dictated. This is like baked in the cake right now. Which means that businesses have to scramble to find talent. And there are people, you know, my dad is 76 and he's still active and he still does part-time work. Mm. So I think that a lot of people, in even in the 60s, maybe even 70s, could do work, maybe part-time. And companies have to be open to that type of talent. Mm. So that's something that I'm actually thinking about uh, also instituting because there is, uh, we, we have to do these things in order to first, A, keep them busy and active, B, tap their talent and wisdom. Right. So these are something, you know, some other things I'm that's, thinking about. That's great to hear, actually. <laughs> so someone wants to know, uh, could you talk a bit about how Zoho empowers e-commerce entrepreneurs. So what are you doing for e-commerce yeah, entrepreneurs? We just launched a whole commerce uh, suite yesterday, Commerce Plus, mm -hmm. that is a full suite of e-commerce along with the inventory, along with the accounting, and then integrating with CRM, integrating with the marketing tools, all of it. It's like the integrations, the, the whole suite is like never before. So that's something that we just launched yesterday. Would be you know, please take a look on our website Zoho Commerce Plus. <laughs> Commerce Plus, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a, actually a very ambitious vision, it, and it I think it'll be welcomed by those who want to sell and maybe they're already using Zoho products. Now you've really got a solution yes, for them. Yes, yeah, we really believe so. Mm -hmm. So someone wants to know, uh, as a startup or company starts growing, lots of opportunities and projects come in. What advice can you give to choose um, for, for those, those. Th those that will really make you grow? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is, uh, you would always stretch yourself a little bit in terms of, so every project you evaluate in terms of first, of course, when you're a small business, you need cash. That's a <laughs> fundamental requirement. <laughs> you have to stay in business, keep the lights on. Put food on the table. So that's your first requirement. Does it pay? Mm. And because, you know, if somebody cannot pay you, well, maybe as a small business, you cannot actually serve them, right? Unless you are independently wealthy, which I assume <laughs> most <laughs> are not. Most small businesses are not. And then once you satisfy that fundamental requirement that you will get paid, the second one will be, does it stretch you a little bit outside of your current comfort zone? It cannot stretch you too much because then you might break and your organization may break and may not deliver, but you always want to stretch yourself a little bit. And every project you take, if it stretches your capabilities, then the next project you can stretch a little more, that is how you grow. And that's what I, I hope you, you know you can do with this. Stretch. Stretch, stretch. stretch. More, more yes. yeah, a little more, a little more like yoga. <laughs> All right, now I don't know. This person wishes to remain anonymous. I don't know. This might be an employee of Zoho asking this, but mm. they want to know what is your succession plan? Are you? Are you? Is there some news you? Are you planning to retire anytime soon? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I look so old now. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> but yeah, we actually. I I know. I do this. I get asked inside this question. Our employees do ask, and you know, and. Truth is, our employees are not afraid to ask the question because, you know, I... That says uh, something about your culture that they're able to <laughs> yeah, ask that yeah, kind of question. Yeah, because I actually, look, I remind people all the time that 
everything, see, there's a Buddhist philosophy, right? Everything is transient. Mm. I mean, astrophysics tells us this whole universe is transient. This earth is going to be consumed by the sun. <laughs> One day. That's what the astrophysics tells us. So everything is transient, you know? We are all going to die one day, as they say. <laughs> so that, nobody gets out alive. <laughs> okay. So which means, I think <laughs> no, I'm actually, that it's a happy thought. That's a happy thought. Okay. It might sound like a sad thought, but it's a happy thought. Okay? In a way. But, but that means you are actually liberated in a way. You have to, you have to feel that, you know, why do, I, why do I stress about it so much? You know, mm. it's, it's all, it's, enjoy it. As it enjoy the flow. But, so the... There is a very, really strong, you know, management group in Zoho. There is a lot of middle managers, very strong. In fact, uh, this level of product suite cannot be built by, you know, one person running everything. Right. And I'm not that person. And it's not, doesn't happen that way. There is extremely uh, capable people running various aspects of Zoho. And I've already, you know, designated successor in case something might happen to me, so that's in place. And I'm also long-term, meaning, you know, I'm, I hope to be alive long-term. So everybody is going to die, but I don't want to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to die late. <laughs> and so I definitely want to, you know, create a talent pool that is ready to take over and run the company because I do want the company to outlive me, mm. which like all of us, we want our children to outlive us, right, in the same way. So that's... Idea. Great. All right. So, um, so you've talked about going to more uh, serving enterprises, and in fact, you've had this division for a long time uh, that's that, that basically serves the Fortune 5000. I know. Yeah. But um, someone wants to know: well, what is the impact on small businesses as you get these bigger customers? Are you going to leave small businesses uh, behind? Yeah. <laughs> that's a very you know legitimate, very good question. A lot of companies have done that. You take it, my personal guarantee that that's not going to happen in Zoho. And you look at our product and our pricing, how we are expanding the Zoho One suite. In fact, yesterday we added two new products into Zoho One. So the very smallest business inherits all of these powerful technologies yeah. at that same price, the $30 per employee per month. So it's an incredible you know, offer there. So we will continue this. That itself is our commitment. So we... See, we remember our roots and we remember where we came from. We don't forget that. That's actually, that rootedness is part of our culture, very much, of our company culture. So we definitely will continue to serve this, even as we serve larger customers, because they are also, they also come, they also see the value in Zoho. And just, uh, you know, I'll add a little editorial comment there, you know, from the small business perspective, that's so important to hear yes. because... You know, uh, there have been many instances where small businesses have started with a product and then you just get left behind. I mean, yeah. the, the, the one, product gets increasingly more expensive. And that's a key one. Actually, you watch whether we are raising the prices on the lowest tiers, all of that. We actually have not done that. In fact, we are lowering prices often. So. Mm. Leaving money on the table. table yeah. Leaving money on the table. <laughs> table yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so someone wants to know, uh, actually this is Bernard, wants to know, in five years' time, what do you think will be the biggest business challenges and what is Zoho building now that's going to be able to respond? Yeah. In technology industry, one interesting trend is now vertical integration. The, or, or for, or, uh, the best way to describe it is the Apple model, how Apple goes from semiconductor to software to the iCloud, that model. 
and increasingly tech companies be, are becoming vertically integrated. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is also a challenge to a lot of cloud software application vendors because they tend to be shallow where they depend on somebody else's layers and layers and layers below it, which I believe is going to pose challenges long term. I want to ask one quick question. Yeah. Um, you hear all the things that you know Amazon has done, and you have AOS, excuse me, AWS, and a lot of small businesses have built their business on top of that. Zoho has a lot of business applications. You guys have a huge amount of technology, technical power. Have you ever thought of ZWS? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we launched something called Zoho Catalyst in mm -hmm. the ZBrain. That's like the beginnings of this for our customers to build custom full apps and host it. Our, because we, we have a fairly sizable infrastructure now, eight data centers around the world, all of that. We are starting to expose all of these through our own equivalent of those cloud services. And we also do deep R&D stack. We have the full stack that I was talking about, which I believe is going to be very critical. This is the challenge that every cloud company faces, this whole vertical integration and that the need to invest in all of the R&D to keep up. And we are going to expose all of these to customers too. The Zoho Catalyst is the, like the beginning of it. But we are working on more projects on that front. Awesome. Did you have any one last question from the audience? Or? Okay, one last question then, real quick. All right, what's the one thing Zoho customers do not know, or may not know, but should about the company? <laughs> it's, yeah, I love when it starts with one. a laugh. <laughs> that's a tough one, actually. <laughs> because you're very transparent, and yeah. uh, you know people know a lot about Zoho. But actually, there, there were some things about your history that I, I thought were pretty interesting, interesting. that yeah. people really don't know about. And, and they tend to think, well, just, it's just Zoho and yeah. Zoho has grown, right. but you have other divisions. Actually, yes, and that's, that's what I was going to come to. In fact, if you go to ZohoCorp.com, you will see three divisions there. The Zoho Corp, the, the company, actually Zoho.com is one of our divisions. There's Manage Engine and there's WebNMS. And these two divisions, Manage Engine sells IT management software to enterprises. So we actually have very large enterprises as customers there in that division. And then we have WebNMS, which actually has, uh, is IoT, the Internet of Things, okay. and telecom software, the telecom players. These are things that are not well known about us. Most people don't know. Most Zoho customers have never seen those. But I would invite you to go take a look at zohocorp.com and you will see these three things and you can look up. This is all the same company. <laughs> and but the same offices, same everything, but it's just that people don't know that we have these three divisions. 